0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Round or not Roundtable Podcast. We did the roundtable two hours ago. Yep. We are here for the podcast now. Um, and we are so stoked. I am here with Amy Radowski, my co-host, and we have newly qualified CrossFit Games athlete, Shelby Neal. Woo!
1: Congrats. So Shelby. Thank you. How Happy are feedback.
2: you? I'm good. Yeah, um, I just been um getting back to the routine
0: so so how hard is that like you you go to orlando you qualify for the crossfit games and in our little world that's like so massive but then you have to kind of come back to reality and you work full time
2: yes just just finished work a couple minutes ago
0: (laughs) so you have to go back to the grind of a daily job what is that like a big um, pin in the balloon or do um, you just accept it and move on?
2: Um, it's definitely something to get used to. And I'm adjusting to like all the the emotions and feelings and stress that comes along with qualifying and then realizing, Oh my God, I have to go back. Cause this is, this is a new experience for me. Uh, usually my season ends, you know, and I'm, like my year culminates that weekend and then it's over. So now, you
1: know, now you my body.
2: Yeah. Now it's like, okay, do that. But again, even harder. So we're just, uh, you know, we're not, my body's not used to going through that and like having all those emotions and all the, you know, like uh, hormonal changes that are happening with that. Um, and then having to like bounce back and then do it again, even probably harder. So definitely something to adjust to and getting, getting used to working again, again. It was, it was tough. I was, feeling so out of the loop and feeling so useless, but I'm back slowly to to feeling normal again.
0: So did you take a week off?
2: I did. I took a week off. I was a little sick, unsurprisingly for a whole week. Yeah. So I had to take it off.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I had like That's not surprising, just like after that big of a stress on your body, but also just like you were saying, like the emotional stress of like the roller coaster of everything. Like, Oh, yeah. Like just your body kind of shuts down and needs to recover.
2: Yeah. week Day one is like, I'm going to qualify. Day two, I'm like, I'm not going to qualify. <laughs> day three is like, oh, my God, I qualified. Oh, and yeah. then, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you know, it's just up, down, up, down, like every yeah. single workout multiple times a day. It's extremely taxing and my body it does well, but it also in many ways it struggles. So it's, it's hard for everybody, but everyone has their own challenges. So. Mm -hmm.
0: So when, when, before we get into the weekend that was, when, when is games training starting?
2: Yesterday, let's say Thursday, Tuesday, (laughs) I'm back. So I started Tuesday, um, which we are being really smart with how we're training. And I've been talking to my coach a lot about it. We've been like reflecting on the weekend. Um, you know, I, it was nice. Cause I just, we just gave each other, you know a week <laughs> break from each other. <laughs> we're like, don't worry about working out. You don't have to worry about coaching me. We both just chill and we'll be excited to come back on Tuesday, which we were, it was, it was a really fun session but we're slowly gonna build a volume back and, you know like I said earlier, like my body's not used to um, you know, going through semis and then having to go even harder again for the game. So we're gonna slowly ramp up the volume to to get myself ready for that versus causing myself injury early on and having to deal with it and you know, delay training and preparing for the game. So
1: will Whitney accompany you to the games? Yes, yeah,
2: she'll be my coach. So awesome. she was she was with me throughout all semis, like in like the next door room just with me the whole time. So yeah. I'm excited oh, for that again. <laughs> it was me, Fallon and Kelly and Frank all weekend.
0: <laughs> so to remind our audience, Whitney Galen is your coach. Mm-hmm. And so, and she is a games veteran. So she's been through it. So you have someone in your corner that kind of knows the ins and outs of how it's going to play out when you get there.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, When you guys are training, does she work out with you or is she truly just your coach?
2: So we used to, when I first started CrossFit, we we used to be more competitive together. Uh, Once she went master's, I think she took a couple, like maybe a year or two kind of off-ish and then went to master's. Um, And She was kind of still competitive then, but more recently she had a baby with her wife, so Mm -hmm she's been focusing more a little on busy. stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I don't blame her, um, but it's actually been, I think it's been better for like our relationship because she'll just watch me work out and she can physically see like where I'm struggling mentally, physically, um, and I have other people that I work out with, so she's able to like see the workout fully uh, from a different perspective. And I think she's, at least right now, not training super, super hard. She's mostly focusing on family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what did you do to celebrate Sunday night?
2: On Sunday night? Uh, oh, we went and got sushi. It was my dad's birthday. <laughs> I think I did say I was going to get sushi on the last <laughs> podcast. Or I said food, probably.
0: Yeah. It was some kind of food. So I go. can't remember exactly. Yeah, I think sushi oh, is sushi. What a Susan birthday gift for your dad.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I was hoping the announcers would come over and be like, say something to me and I could say like happy birthday dad but they didn't
0: so I missed out so I want to walk through the events because it was kind of a roller coaster of a weekend and it started with that ugly machine sled pool and your group your group was the first group to see touch feel the sled yeah
2: yeah, it was an interesting workout. <laughs> it was so going into the weekend, I knew this was going to be one of the tougher ones for me. It wasn't going to be, you know, my highest placing out of all the workouts. It wasn't something I was super stoked placing wise, but it was a lot of the stuff that I've been working on, um, I've been working on my running, which I thought was a really big part of the workout, at least the monostructural. Mm-hmm. The 3K echo wasn't so important, and neither was the the 1K ski, it was it was mostly going to be being really grindy on the the poles, which ended up being grindier than anyone could imagine, and then the run was where you could really make up the most time. Um, so I was really proud of it. I thought it went, I thought it went really well for me. I don't like going back and thinking about it. There wasn't too many things that I would change. I would change my ski pace a little bit, but other than that, I think it went pretty well. It was it was a a bigger girl workout. We learned <laughs> by yeah. all the data people were doing. I think they said the top ten were 165 plus weighing women, and the top bottom ten were 135. So I I weigh right right in the middle, 150, and I placed right in the middle. So I just added to the parabola, I guess, or the bell curve. Wow, sorry.
0: throwing out throwing out the big scientific words and math words. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not a parabola, um, a bell curve
0: <laughs> So Just from the naked eye And I didn't do the research I've been traveling back and forth And still jet lagged from California I bet It seemed like the taller the athlete was The easier the sled pull was Like the mm-hmm. angle For being taller gave them Some kind of an advantage um, And you are definitely not In that taller range No, 5'2 <laughs> So, but you didn't, you didn't struggle like some of the athletes did. It was just kind of like a little slower pull than, Mm -hmm. than uh, some of the athletes. Did your sled ever like flip under or do any of the weird things that some of the people had?
2: I don't know. I must be in my own little world because people were telling me about it after. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just pulled the sled and I heard a lot of complaining about it. And I was like, well, just pull the sled. That's all you got to do. So it worked fine for me, I'm sure. I mean, it was it was painful. It was hard to move. It was really frustrating because it felt like you're putting so much in it. And then you're only halfway down the floor. And then you have to do it like two more times. And then you know you have two more rounds. Um, but it was how we practiced it in my gym. We have um, We have rubber floors with with like raised bumps kind of. Um, and then we have like a metal sled. I put all four plates on there and tried to move it and it didn't move at all. <laughs> I still can barely move it on that floor. Um, but we practiced it that way. Um, so I wasn't too, too surprised. I was hoping that it would be a lot easier than how I practiced, but it was, it was just as hard. So.
0: Last question about that event is, did it, did you ever get a groove? Like, Did you figure something out during the process that made it easier or did it just stay the same the whole way through?
2: I'd say so. One of the things I found was that the sled moved really, really well when it was closer to me. Mm. So that was a little, you know, I tried to gain on that, like a mental gain is when, when the sled was really far down the field, pulling it for some reason was so much harder. I don't know if it was just like the tension in the sled or like I was pulling on the rope versus not pulling on the sled. But that last third when it was a little bit closer to me, it felt like it would slide so much easier. And so I would kind of like try to move that that easier part really fast to, to give myself, you know, a little bit more time with the the harder part of the sled. And knowing that, you know, that easy part is coming was was helpful.
1: Yeah, so, and
0: you being an engineer, I think. That's that leads into that angle of the taller athlete as it gets mm-hmm. closer, your angle on the rope goes up,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you know, so there's I think there's something to that that up pull
2: yeah, you're probably because you're pulling
1: slightly up as well, mm-hmm. yeah, so so you get this event number one out out of the way, right? It was one you were kind of concerned about, and it's always like the anticipation of the first workout. How did you feel emotionally after that, like okay? Are you ready for event number two? Or are you just like, that's done, let's go? What were you feeling at that moment?
2: Kind of the same. Like, I'm, that's done, let's go. And, like, we knew, you know, that was going to be a tough one. And now we move on to the next one and try not to focus too much on the leaderboard. Know that, you know, this, I think when we were we were thinking about it in the, like, during the weekend and after, we said, this is the workout that is going to reflect who goes to the games the least just because of how the workout was structured it was just it's not something that's very crossfit esque it's more just like work type of type of workout yeah exactly grunt type of workout so I think later on we could talk about what which ones we felt like were the most crossfit esque that like Mm -hmm. I usually do better in but also you know it just changes kind of how the leaderboard's going to be later but um The first workout, I felt like I had to just get through, get a solid, you know, middle middle of the pack placing was was likely what I was going to get. I think I got like 20-something, right? Something like that. 27th. 27th. Yeah, right? Dead center, basically. (laughs) Yeah. So that was tough. It's tough because I thought I, you know, I put a lot of effort into that workout and I was like, oh, I'm just center of the pack. That sucks. Yeah. But. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Mentally. Because you're in a 60-person field, like the year before, it's 30-person. 27th is like almost last. Mentally, could did you were you able to decipher that this is middle of the pack, not towards the bottom?
2: Yeah, a couple of weeks before, I was telling myself that that like, you know, last because last year I got top five in five events, and this year top five is top ten. So I have to keep telling myself that, that top 10 is we're looking for like top 10, top 15 in every event. And that is what's going to get you, you know, to the mm-hmm. Cop- CrossFit Games is the consistency. And I'd say last year I was more consistent overall, this year less consistent, but it still was enough to, to get me to qualify. But I think that you're right, the size of the field really, you know, the mistakes add up a lot more. Um, in each event and the, there's so many more people that are sliding in like right in that you know the center of that bell curve of scores um, that makes it really hard that every second really counts when the, when the field's this big
0: yeah so then you move to the muscle up with the rucksack some pistols and then some burpee over the box um, mm-hmm. and I know that last year rope climbs were an issue for you this is an upper body pulling. Are you good at muscle ups or were you oh, yeah. last year or was that something <laughs> you worked on?
2: It's just, it was just rope climbs for some weird reason. I was just not good at rope climbs. And I think it was partly because I didn't like rope climbs and I hated doing them and never practiced them. And they, they hurt my hands and I would always get, you know, torn up and I felt like I couldn't grip the rope. And I thought that my gymnastics background of climbing ropes was enough. Which it wasn't. It's, it, there's just so many really fantastic rope climbers in the in CrossFit. They're, they just bang them out one after the other after the other, and you know, I mean, you see the men as well who are super tall. <laughs> they can jump super high, and they just they just rip through rope climbs. I don't know how, but it's it was definitely a weakness of mine, and I never addressed it until after Mac last year, fully like a full year of just nailing rope climbs was was really my focus but as far as other pulling um you know strict pull-ups and muscle-ups I was great at you know gymnastics is is my thing so I was excited for this workout and I I liked that the ruck was added because I thought it would slow other people down and hopefully speed me up or not slow me down as much I usually like when other people get slowed down and I can continue doing my normal pace yeah <laughs> so I was excited for it. I didn't. Um, I didn't practice it. This workout fully. I never practiced really any of the workouts fully. Um, but I was excited because I'm like I very much so like pistols. I very much so like muscle ups, and I very much so like burpees. So it was just a. Uh, it was just you know ca- uh, capitalizing on the three minutes fully, and hoping it went well.
0: So how did you break up? the complexes so um, the first round I went a, okay go ahead go ahead no no you first
2: oh, sorry. The, the first round I went on broken and then the second round I think I did like three two something like that I think I had maybe one fail in there possibly and then the third round I wanted to do the same thing but I went um, I think I had two fails in there so I went for a muscle up and fell short. So that was something I I'm like looking to improve on for next time is not not having those fails because those slowed me down. The the first round I got 20 burpees and I was like, oh, my God, I'm I'm at, I'm going to get to 60 at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But then by the end, you know, I was only getting I only got, I think, something like 10 and then seven burpees the next two rounds. So those fails really cost me a lot of time <laughs> in a workout that I should have been. um really good at. So I think, I think I probably could have done a little bit better on that workout after thinking about that weekend. Mm -hmm.
0: So what I thought was interesting is in Pasadena, after having a week to see what everybody else did, they basically viewed the complex as a muscle up, a dip, and then a toes to ring. And then if they came down, that's when they would come down.
2: Yes. I did that actually a couple of times. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then I kind of like the, liked the toes I...
2: before the muscle up, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really, I think it was it was hard to um, like lift your chin up and look at the rings. So, at the toes in gave me an opportunity to like fix my grip a little bit before going for a muscle up. Um, whereas, like looking up at the rings was really hard. And getting a good grip when I jumped up, I had one rep where I jumped, grabbed. I went for going for a muscle up, and I had to just drop because I had missed the rings, or it wasn't a good grip.
0: Do you have long rings in long straps, at where you work out?
2: Yeah, about about as long as semis. Um, probably not okay. as long as the games get, but <laughs> those get insanely long.
0: Um, and then the other thing I heard, we talked to Marissa Flowers, who's a very small athlete, four ten. And she said the wide box really blew up her legs. Mm-hmm. Um, she got 50 at semis practice. She got 77. But because of that wide box, her legs just kind of blew up and she didn't really account for that. Did you yeah. notice a difference on that?
2: Um, it's something I'm, I'm aware of when I like train and Whitney does a really good job of, of my coach does a really good job of reminding me of, little things that we can do in training mm-hmm. to simulate more like the game. So typically when we go for a 20-inch box, you know, we go for it the short way, but we'll turn it the long way mm-hmm. and practice going over where, you know, it's wide like that. Um, so stuff like that I've, I'm never too surprised of. I, if anything, like when I get out on the floor, I always feel like it feels easier um, than how we practiced it. And um, also like the adrenaline, the excitement. Yeah, that makes you that's a good it, feeling. So. Yeah. So
0: you take you take 13th and that. So you have a 27th and a 13th. How are you feeling after day 1?
2: I think I'm feeling pretty good by this point. I I don't remember where I was overall, but I thought I was within striking distance. I think I I was probably around like 15 something like that, 14. Um so I thought, you know, I'm I'm making like that upward trajectory and I thought the next day was going to be uh a good day for me as well. We had three events. So I wasn't too worried about like the the amount of points that were still up for grabs. So I thought, I still had a, I thought I had a really good shot by, by the end of the day, Uh, day one, I thought the other days would be better for me. So I was hoping it was just up from here.
0: (laughs) So you wake up and you meet Linda and maybe that didn't go as well as you thought.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Linda was tough. Yeah.
1: Which part was tough for you? I mean, besides, I mean,
2: I don't know. yeah, all besides the whole, yeah, <laughs> just all of it. <laughs> all of it. I mean, I think it was, it was just a mentally difficult workout. And I think I let it get the best of me a little bit and in, mm-hmm. um, in it. And I, I went out a little bit too hot, I think, on the bench press and ended up failing reps a little bit. And then, Mentally, you can you can hear you know people passing you, and the announcers are letting letting you know where everybody is. So, it's it's a little defeating, and I wish I think mentally from the weekend that's the workout I'm the least proud of because I think I I don't think it was reflective of of my strength. I've done Linda before in regionals uh, in 2018, and it went really well for me, and I have the capacity to to do well in a workout like Linda, but I I let the failures and you know my placing affect
0: how I, how I did. So. How much did the placement of the dumbbells, like, so I noticed like if you, if you missed, you had to kind of let them crash and then you had to chase them down, bring them back to where you could kind of get to them and then get reset. If you were like in a groove and you said, okay, I better stop here. You could almost rest them on your knees. You could set them down in front of you and really kind of set yourself up for the next reps did that? How much did that play a factor in your Linda score? Uh,
2: I think it. I think it did play a factor, especially once you fail and you're moving them so much. I think. I think a lot of it is just doing the workout. If I had done that workout at my own, uh, my own pace and kept my plan, I would have done astronomically better. But instead, I I went out, you know, a little hot because I'm trying to keep up with all these people who are, uh, you know stronger than me maybe and like have you know their this is their workout that's that they're most excited about this Mm -hmm. weekend and I'm and I'm putting the pressure on myself to keep up with them what if I just run my own race um, I would do a lot better and I think that showed in every workout after I didn't make that mistake and that's why I think I I kind of moved up so much after that workout is because I I learned from Linda that we're not doing that again
0: (laughs) so Chelsea Miller says, even though it is the least proud moment, can you consider it the best learning moment just in the way you handle that frustration when it happens?
2: Yeah, I think absolutely. And that's that's what I talked with Whitney about. And, um, it, I mean, it was it's hard to – it was awesome at the end of the weekend to see, like, oh, we qualified for the games, but at the same time, I'm thinking about Linda, and I'm like, oh, should I have qualified? Linda, really, you got me. You stinking –
1: <laughs> uh,
0: well and but you can look a, as an observer right we get to see the whole floor yeah. a lot of people went out hot and a lot of people crashed and burned
2: yeah and the best and the people i know that the, kind
0: of stayed back laid back and took their own pace mm-hmm. did the best
2: yep and they would yep they just start slowly picking people off and that's how i should have attacked that workout because it's not my most strong movements in the world. It's just something that I do well chipping away at and gaining confidence by passing people slowly instead of getting past. So,
0: yeah. So, <clears throat> so then you move to, we move to the snatch run run snatch or the other way around run snatch, then snatch run. And yeah. it, you you pick up the pace a little bit.
2: Right, can you hear yeah, us? This is a good day. This the end of the day, really okay. well. Uh oh. Can you hear me?
0: You're breaking up just a little. We can still hear you. It's just a little bit uh, pixelated. Are you good now? Can you hear us?
1: Hello. Can you hear us,
0: Shelby? <laughs> we can. We can hear you. She's cleared up picture-wise.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Seems like there was a delay. Okay, so maybe she's going to leave and yeah. come back. Okay. Well, she says she's been so working ne- on running. Go ahead. Sorry. Right.
0: So the the next workout is where you run an eight hundred, mm-hmm. and then you have. Whatever time is left of six minutes to establish a one rep max snatch. Mm-hmm. Then you get to reset with a two, rest.
1: Two minute rest, yeah.
0: And then you do, I think it's 10, I think
1: 10 or 12. 15, I thought. And eh, maybe 15 snaps sure. at 125.
0: And then you run an 800 for time. Yeah. So. Um, this so, one, she did much better than Linda.
1: Here she comes. Here she comes. And I
0: think she's back. I
1: don't know what that was. There
0: we go.
2: <laughs>
1: Sorry.
0: It's okay. All good. We just, we just described the next workouts, uh, which is the r- run snatch into the snatch run much, much better than Linda. Yes.
1: Yes. What, what, what was your opening weight on your snatch?
2: So we, this was the one workout that I practiced because I knew the eight hundred meter run was not very going to be a very hard effort, and the max snatch is just a max snatch like my body could handle doing that a couple of times. So I think we practiced this twice before the weekend, and every time we we changed my starting weight and played with that. Um, so the weekend I hit one seventy five. Was my starting weight, but in training, I practiced at first with 155, and then later we thought, oh, that was too easy, 165. And then the day of, Whitney and I were like, man, we need to do 175. This feels so good. So we went for it. We hit 175, 185, caught 195, held it for a good two, three seconds, and then lost it in the hole, which was frustrating, because that's that's my one rep max, so it would have been cool to hit that in competition, but Yeah. yeah. It was a good workout for me.
0: Well, one major change that we heard happened is they allowed you guys to touch barbells while waiting for the event to happen. So you weren't Mm -hmm. just like corralled cold and then out onto the floor. You actually got to warm up later. Yeah. Through that process.
2: Yes. Right before we got out, uh, there was a secondary barbell and people were loading it to like their starting weights and, other weights but I didn't I didn't do that. I didn't touch it. <laughs> well, I did. I did a 125 <laughs> once. I was like that's good. I already did this. <laughs> that's fine. Back there.
0: That sounds like my functions. warm up, Shelby.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so, are you happy so you almost had the 195, which would have been super cool. You ended up with 185. Yeah. Um that got you an 18th place. Have you looked to see what 195 would get you?
2: I remember it was a lot better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No.
1: Don't look now. No reason to.
0: So then you go into the snatch run, and I'm I'm assuming the 125 you could touch and go.
2: Yeah, so that was another I'd say pretty proud moment from the weekend um, I'm not the best at I, I really don't like cycling a heavy barbell snatch mm-hmm. like, I've always struggled with it and I'm always the person that's doing singles or barely touching going compared to the larger girls so um, that was a proud moment 125 has never moved like that I did all reps all eight reps on broken and then went for that run and, and felt like it was a really good run for me also something I had been working on this season so yeah that that whole like the, the two workouts in a row was was really um usually goes well for me when there's two things in a row just because like you have to have your game on and then mm-hmm. rest and then get your game on again so i like that style of workout um it went really well for me um i was a little bit nervous of like how many points i i left out with the 195 miss because i thought like oh maybe i should have done 190 maybe i would have gotten that that would have been you know couple more points. I didn't need to risk it, but I just went with my gut and it was really as close as you could get. So,
0: so that, that remaining time after the 800 didn't give like maybe two minutes, three minutes tops for people just to get your breath and kind of get a a rep in. It created a lot of drama for the crowd. Yeah. But it was a lot of action in a short amount of time. Trying yeah. to follow it.
2: Yeah, I how was that to watch? Was it fun or was there is there any time to even enjoy it?
0: It it was it was really tough. Um, honestly, you guys were facing the one area we couldn't be in as media. So we got we could either see you from the side or from the back.
2: Right, and, and everyone's and then in a you line, mm-hmm. so
0: and you couldn't see the numbers. So for us, it was a mess. If you were sitting in that, that stands on that side, it was probably great.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but streaming is that, one okay. event I think, oh, good. yeah, that's the one th- event I think live wasn't as good as if you were streaming it.
1: Mm. Yeah. Now the only problem was with, with streaming though, is, is the camera focuses on where they want to focus. So if you are <laughs> you know, wanting to watch certain athletes, then you may not get yeah. To, to see that.
0: but Well, and, yeah. and different judges changed the placards after you were done differently. Yeah. Some oh. left the last make on some last left the last attempt on some zeroed it out. Right. So when you're going around to try to see like who did what you, you had no Just, clue. Yeah.
2: Mess. <laughs> yeah. Consistency so, is nice across the board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one suggestion that like we had, for crossfit was to have all your judges do the same thing like it would have been cool if they put it back to the last make so everybody could have saw what you guys hit while you were doing the next the next event
2: yeah absolutely i think there's a lot of like small things like that that add up and it's just small consistency things across the board for the people involved in the event just makes it so much smoother so Mm -hmm. It's getting now, what it's I better will every say, year. Yes. Right.
0: Now, what I will say went really well were the little placards that they clicked up when you were running.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you, I like that. If you were there cool.
0: live and you could see the judges move up and do it, it told you exactly <laughs> who was in what place.
2: Yes. Well, I could also see it out of my peripheral, too. Yeah. And I could look at what I'm at and go, okay, like. I I was only three, three 30 meters behind them when they moved them, and now I'm only 20, so I'm, like, gaining my spaces getting better, or vice versa. So I liked that a lot.
0: Yeah. I know it didn't translate as well on the stream because usually they were focusing on one or two people.
2: <laughs>
1: as so they you only got
0: to see those placards.
1: But it still it made it more visually interesting when you're watching people run on a treadmill. You know, yeah, like yeah. at least kind of know We where.
2: were we were so sure they were gonna do um shuttles for that, but apparently not. Yeah, runners.
0: yeah thank goodness. <laughs> I couldn't handle more shuttles. <laughs> um, I thought it'd
2: be more exciting to watch everybody like running, you know, together. Well
0: but... there were there were predictions that they were gonna make an indoor like run around the arena
2: mm. uh uh-huh.
0: for the eight hundred. Which would have been kind of cool, but I don't know how they would have pulled it off. I don't know, but yeah, but you're going to the games and you're definitely going to be running on land there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Good old land.
0: So you, you finished day two, you have that Linda finish. I think you fell down the leaderboard a little bit. Where was your confidence at that point about, um, uh, making it in?
2: Yeah. So I, I knew, I knew day three was again, a good first, the first workout I was really confident was going to be my best workout all weekend. So it was something I was looking forward to, but I finished day two and 17th overall. And I remember just thinking like, man, I really, really thought I could have called, qualif- I really thought I could have done this. Like, I can't mm-hmm. believe this is where I'm at. I'm, I'm not so sure anymore that I'm going to make it or I'm, I'm going to be in contention. And if you went on social media, I, I don't, I didn't do that at all that night. But if you go on social media, I was looking at posts that from day two and all of them were saying, you know, these are the four people we're looking out for, for, you know, the ninth, 10th and 11th yeah. spots and the, and I was never on any of those. <laughs> I was never mentioned. I was never, <laughs> except but. for you, but that was before semis. Yes. Before. I never <laughs> lost two. faith. Mm-hmm.
0: Never lost yeah. faith.
2: <laughs> yeah. Day two. I mean, I've been, I've been watching this
0: sport way too often and watched too many people come back from big deficits. I knew event six was going to shake up the leaderboard and anybody who thought they knew it was going to happen before that event was lying to themselves. Yeah. Event so,
2: six was a big
1: one. Let's talk about that event. What was it?
0: <clears throat> it was overhead squats into a row into seated legless rope climbs up and down. Oh, I've got the pirouettes, pirouettes into the rope climbs. Then the strict handstand pushups, wall facing, back to the rope climb, back to the pirouettes, back to the row, back to the overhead squats. Now we gotta address the the elephant in the room. Last year at Semis, all top five finishes except for the rope climb. We've mm-hmm. talked about it briefly. Yeah. Now you're coming into a seated up and down legless, but you've been working on it all year. Were you confident in that aspect of this workout?
2: Yeah. So uh, this was an, again, another workout I didn't practice. I didn't practice any of them except for the run snatch. Um, so we practiced all the movements and we thought about how we were, we were going to attack this. And I was really proud of just, how I went about it. I really ran my own race and I knew that uh, Well, We also knew from the earlier heats that the whole workout was the second set of two rope climbs was as long as you don't fail any reps and you're going when you're confident, you're going to make it, um, you were going to do well. And the remainder of the workout was just like, you know, just, you you just, whatever you've got left, is what you're giving to that. And I had, I gave everything I had. I mean, I don't know if you could see the last overhead squats that I did, um, were painful looking <laughs> everyone yeah. has told me that multiple times so and i remember them being painful so mm-hmm. so, so I, I was in my observation
0: <laughs> in my observation the workout started with the wall facing handstand push-ups
2: right
0: because mm-hmm. there was there was a group that that's where the bottleneck was and then there was a bigger group where the second set just like you described of mm-hmm. seated legless uh, where the bottleneck. Yeah. Let me ask you this last year at legless, you could jump. Yeah. Right. And so the taller athletes had an advantage this year. You had to sit down on your bum before <laughs> the thing started and pull yourself up. Do you think that even the playing field on those rope climbs?
2: I think a little bit slightly. Um, I think, I think it didn't really matter. I think people are going to be just as good at seated as they are normal. Um, as long as their speed down the rope on a normal one, you know, is pretty good if they're not like slowly lowering themselves. But um, I think it maybe leveled it a little bit. I think it's hard to compare for me because of how much work I did on them last year. Like it's not, I'm not like comparing the same, mm-hmm. you're not the same athlete. Cause like, I barely did rope climbs before Mac last year and this year I did them all year. So I think it's hard to really know. Um, I, I just think, I don't know why, I'm not really sure why they blew up so bad. I, my grip was so fatigued after the rope climbs <laughs> and I, it was only four and I've been doing workouts where I do, you know, 10, 15, 20 in a workout um, mm-hmm. to, to like be prepare myself for that volume. And this was only four. And I felt like my grip was absolutely obliterated. (laughs) I don't know why it was, it was just a really well written workout. It was just like an open workout where you're like, Oh, on paper, this looks fine. And then you do it. And this was the most painful workout
1: all weekend. And how did you finish that one?
2: Pace-wise or place? Yeah.
1: Place-wise. What was that place? Six.
2: Thanks, Scott. It's like Woo. There is no, yeah. Yeah. your best
0: finish of the weekend.
2: Yeah. yeah. We knew, so, we knew it was going to be, so
0: yeah. The, the last thing I'll say is the taller athletes actually on the descent to get under the tape
2: mm, actually really
0: yeah. had to tuck up uh, so that their butt hit first.
2: I think, yeah, for men, especially there was not a lot of room for that.
0: Right. I mean, and I think that's almost where tall. you have a little bit of an advantage.
2: That's true. That's, I would say that's a little bit of an advantage. You're right. <laughs> the down when yeah. you're really so fatigued, because really going up is um, is like one normal rope climb and coming down is another, it's like four, it's really times two, every single rep. Um, but a lot of so a lot right. of what I did in the off tr- uh, off season was, was that was like slow descent rope climbs where I'm just working on time under tension on the rope. So, I was excited because I was like, oh, this is what I was doing. Before I was working on normal legless rope climbs, I was working on, you know, strict um, ascents and descents on my rope. Um.
0: So after this event, I actually got to see you on the floor. I was there on the sideline, and I got to yell to you like you, you like conquered the beast, right? You beat the rope climb, (laughs) uh, and you had this huge smile on your face, and I thought that was such a cool moment. So now you have one event left. Do you think you can get in?
2: Well, yeah, I thought I could get in because I was in 12th. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I... So, yeah, I was looking at the leaderboard. Um,
0: and they take 11. The Let's just remind the audience.
2: Yeah. I was looking at the placings, and there was a lot of wiggle room for, I think it was like even tenth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, and thirteenth, all of us were kind of in contention for that last spot. So there could have been a lot of shuffling, and I knew that going in. And I knew like I was um, going to be in the center of the, the heat five, and so everyone, the two people to the left and right of me, I needed to be to to fully know that I was going to make it, um, and. If one of them beat me, you know, it was kind of be gonna kinda of up in the air. So when I ran through and knew that like there was nobody next to me that had beaten me, it was like I knew that I had done just enough to qualify. And that's kind of why I cried my eyes out. Let's let's see it, Switzer.
0: Well, I want to talk about the workout before I see the end. <laughs> but because you are not the athlete that I would typically say is gonna crush an Echo Bike workout
2: think again i <laughs> uh, apparently
0: right um what was were you were you worried about that at all or do you believe in your power output
2: i i've been working on it a lot i've been working on power output and, and tons of sandbags i talked about this last podcast tons of sandbags and tons of uh, like sled pushes and echo bike sprints and stuff like that that um, naturally isn't my, you know, I'm not naturally gifted at something like toast to bar is something I'm naturally gifted at. So, um, it was kind of like stuff I've been working on a lot and should be confident in and stuff that I'm like naturally pretty good at, um, in that last workout and the sprint style, which is also not something I'm naturally good at, but I've been working on. We did a workout really similar to this in training. And so it was, it was like very comfortable when I was out there. It felt really familiar, um, and good. And, the toes to bar were felt amazing. I did all the sets unbroken, and I was apparently I'm told that the last set of toes of to bar and the last echo bite was really what um, where I made the most ground up. So,
0: yeah, were you able to hold on to all twenty toes to bar? Yeah, I end? did them
2: all unbroken.
0: Yeah, and that I think that was a big difference maker in this workout mm-hmm. for both men and women. If you could hold on, it made a difference. So, I'm gonna play this video. Is this when you knew?
1: Oof.
2: <laughs> oh, it gives me chill. <laughs> oh my God. My hair is so bright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always forget. Is that, like, is
0: that the moment you knew?
2: Yeah, I was, it was that. And then it was like, when I'm like down crying was when I was like, I, I'm like, I think, you know, I'm doing like the math in my head. I'm like, I You're think right. I think I just made the crossing Games.
0: <laughs> is yeah. this is this the crying?
2: Yeah, like there's more pictures of me like this, in this position mm-hmm. than there are of me overhead squatting or <laughs> that's growing.
1: That's alright. That's the celebration of all your hard work.
2: Yeah, it was a, a really crazy moment and it, it felt so real like on the floor and then we went to drug testing right. and then I was like, okay, this, this feels like normal again. <laughs> this is weird. I, I don't feel like I just qualified for the game because I'm just sitting here like with everybody waiting to pee.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I've, I'm, I got my start in CrossFit kind of as an, anyway, as a volunteer. And one of the jobs I've had to do is take, people to and escort them to drug testing. Mm. How do they expect you to sweat all this water out and then immediately have to pee?
2: I, I don't know. They <laughs> I've been drug tested for forever. I, I got drug tested with USADA for weightlifting and all this stuff. So I don't mind. It doesn't bother me anymore. And it's not as tough as USADA. So I just kind of like just do whatever they want me to do just sit they had like snacks and water for us so which is You'd better be- better than you said <laughs> yeah.
0: and and you're not allowed to touch anyone
2: Oh, well, that's minute- what they say that's what that's no, not what people do
0: <laughs> right but technically you're not supposed to touch anybody so you can't even like give a hug to your coach or mm-hmm. or did you break those rules
2: i don't remember breaking any of the rules, but I know I saw other people breaking
1: the rules and they don't really, any of that on here anyways.
2: Yeah. (laughs) They don't brief us on that. So, Oh, not really our, they never told us that like, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There were people reaching over the media pit to get to their coaches and loved ones and holding babies and like, like, like it was all happening. It's just, it's just a weird thing to me. If you have an escort, you just make sure they're not passing you something, right?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's all
2: they're – that's kind of – that's what it felt like when they were around me. Like they were just, I guess, like just watching me, but there wasn't really – I was just kind of standing there. I wasn't doing much.
0: Yeah. So you make the CrossFit Games. You do your drug test. How – And then I, according to your Instagram posts, you really like kind of sat in it, sat in that emotion and just let it wash over you for the next day or so.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, it, I mean, the, the only moment that I actually felt like I qualified for the CrossFit Games is when I finished that workout. And then after that, I've been like, this is not real. I don't believe this. Like, I, I feel like I'm in a dream. So it's definitely a weird feeling and I don't think it'll I don't think it'll hit again until we're back out on the floor again in Madison or or a certain weekend when I'm training with you know my training group. maybe when we do something a little bit more competitive, I'll be like, oh man, this is this is happening. We're actually going to the game. so
0: you know when it'll hit is when you get all of that gear.
2: Yeah, your <laughs> yeah.
0: uniforms your shoes, the your photo shoot. all of that stuff.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> Cause it's that, that's the red carpet treatment, right. To tell you, you made it.
2: Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things I'm, I'm like really looking forward to. I mean, if you watch the, I, if you watch the games documentaries and all that, all that footage you see, it's like, man, I'm really going to be there and in the same you know, environment, like even just the, like the athlete dinner where, you know, you're there and Dave Castro comes out and like (laughs) is acting all ominous and (laughs) announces the first workout. Like I'm, I'm excited for that experience and I'm excited to, for whatever they have in store for us. I know the games is just a lot of fun. They do a lot of wacky fitness things that you're like, no one can ever be prepared for. So I'm excited for what that'll be.
0: (laughs) Have you ever gone to the games as a spectator?
2: I have not. No, I, I was definitely like, I never want to go as a spectator. I want to qualify. (laughs) And I think there's definitely, there's a lot of people feel that same way. So.
0: That's really cool that, that this is going to be your first experience there. First time seeing the, um, the Coliseum North park, all of that stuff. Um, that's really cool.
2: Yeah. It's helpful too. With, with Whitney, she's been to, She's competed as an individual at that venue. So it's just it's knowing that I have someone in my corner that's, you know, extremely comfortable in this environment and used to it and knows what to expect. And she keeps on me with like all the heat times and make sure I'm getting enough food. And her main focus is just on me all weekend because she, she has no other athletes uh, competing. So it's it's a really good relationship we have pairing and I know we'll be ready. It's less that I have to worry about. Mm-hmm. even though it's my first year yeah
0: so the most important question is did you have to postpone a trip because you made it to the games
2: uh like a like a vacation
0: you're you're known to be a traveler right you like to yeah see the sights, do the things
2: everyone says that and I feel like I don't travel enough so <laughs> <laughs> uh no I didn't play anything because I was confident I was confident that I would make it and I was planning my next trip to be Madison and I was hoping that that would happen. And I thought if I, you know, made some plans, it would, yeah. um, well, what's the word? Like jinx me. Yeah. So my plan was, you know, I'll go on vacation or I'll go to the games and then maybe then after the games, I'll go on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Vacation is not going to not happen. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So have you sat down with Whitney and, and made like a realistic goal for the games this year
2: as far as placing wise or,
0: or what, whatever, whatever that goal may be.
2: Um, I would say not, not yet I'd say, but I have some in mind. She has some in mind and we're, we kind of like slowly we'll get there. Um, we have talked about just, you know, how everyone is expecting, you know, this is their second, third, fourth, some of them 10th CrossFit games that they've been to. So um, a lot of them are like more confident and have goals in mind, like placing wise um, where I don't, I can like really come in and, um, you know, not have the the weight of what place I need to get weigh on me at all. Because yeah. at this point, like, even if I got last, I would be doing better than any year I've ever competed in CrossFit. So, um, and I think that's a, a good, you know, mindset to have is like, I don't have to worry about what place to be. I can just go have fun. I can, um, I'll do my best when I'm having fun and not worry about like, I need to get top 20. I need to get top 10 or something like that. Um, and I think it'll be hard to be what I do this year in my rookie year, just because of, you know, that stress won't be on me. Yeah. To do better than the year before.
0: Right. You're going to go into that Coliseum. I think it's already sold out. Uh, cause I've yeah. seen people like trying to find tickets. Um, what's that going to feel like being in this big arena and that large of a crowd?
2: I think it's going to be so much fun. I am so excited. Actually. <laughs> I think semis, I have done it. I've done it so many times now that it's like, not that it's not exciting, but it's more nerve wracking than anything. And again, the you know, the expectation is there. Like, I really think I can qualify. Don't qualify multiple times. It's, it's, It's a roller coaster and the games is just fun. Like we finally made it to the end stage. Now we just get to like have a lot of fun with it. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the wacky events. I'm excited for like all the people and the energy and all the clips I see always look so, so, you know, like, like movie-esque. So I'm kind of excited to be like in, in it. So,
0: so last question for me. You, how big is the support crew going to be heading to Madison?
2: You know, I don't know because the the tickets have been <laughs> have been tough, and I think people are still trying to figure that out. We're hoping that the maybe people will start selling them once you know the whole games field is made, and maybe some athletes don't qualify, and then they're you know people are selling their tickets. So I don't know. We have, <laughs> we only get a few as an athlete, so. It might actually be like a little bit smaller because we didn't, you know, most people didn't buy tickets for the games in advance, you know, for me.
0: They didn't have the confidence in you like I did.
2: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's why you got
1: your tickets to the games.
0: <laughs> yeah. Amy, you got anything left?
1: No, I'm just so excited to watch you in Madison and just, and just see you take on the town and, um, and just really celebrate all of your hard work. So congrats. Thank you.
2: I'm really, really excited.
0: Yeah, huge congratulations from us. Um, we've been following you for a couple of years now. It's so cool to see when one of those athletes we've been following punches their ticket and makes it to the games. Uh, we get so excited for those athletes and we're excited for you.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for having me on. Well, with that, everybody in the chat, thank you so much for joining us. Shelby, thank you. Good luck in training over the next couple months. Have a blast. And we'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at c4energy.com, the number four, energy.com. that's
2: c4energy.com. And now back to the interview.